This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. All the latest news from around Selhurst Park. This is News in Brief. Uh, Yannick Balassi's Dots Congo side cemented third place finish in the African Cup of Nations on Saturday evening. His side won the third, fourth place playoff via a penalty shootout with defender Cedric Mongugu scoring the winning penalty after the game finished nil-nil. In other news at the tournament, Crystal Palace striker Casey Apaya is currently featuring for Ghana in the final. They're currently taking on the Ivory Coast with the score still nil-nil. Crystal Palace have found out who they will face in the FA Cup fifth round on Saturday as Liverpool won a replay against Bolton on Tuesday night. Alan Pardew will be looking to continue his current vein of form with the side against Liverpool team that that were beaten by Palace in November by three goals to one. Gell has yet to confirm which end he will be sitting in. The Eagles skipper Mila Yedinak has returned to South London following a successful international campaign with Australia in the Asian Cup. He captained his side to victory in the tournament against South Korea last weekend. In his weekly press conference, Pardew confirmed his return to the country and is hopeful that he will be able to feature against Newcastle on Wednesday after being rested yesterday in the wake of an injury he picked up whilst on international duty. Palace's under-21 side beat Millwall earlier this week in a 3-0 victory at the K&K Stadium. New signing Keshi Anderson made a debut to remember after coming on as a sub to score a goal with 10 minutes to go on the clock. The side that featured on Tuesday included Paddy McCarthy who also got onto the scoreboard as well as a Fizayal Adorabayo goal who scored the opening goal of the game after starting the ball past Palace to Tom King. His nickname by the way is Fizz. What's his real name again, Patrick? Fizayo Adamabayo. You did it there. News in Brave. 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 Previously on Homestale Radio. Palacis scored again today, so I just, yeah. if anybody knows, are the goals bigger in Africa or something? Because he seems to. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, it's, it's like that. It's like that conundrum. You've got the the fox, the chicken in the bag of seed, and a boat. They've got to get to the other side of the river, but the fo the fox can't go in the boat with the with the chicken what? and the chicken. Yeah, yeah. Can't, like, like Gail can't Gail can't play up front if if Shamak's playing, but Shamak can't play in the hole if Punchin's there. You know, yeah, it, but it you is take, a conundrum. But you take the chicken over. First, no, the fox over first, and then leave the. the right. Then you go back. No, the, the fox has got a shit right seat. foot. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For all our contact information and to send us an email, visit holradio.net forward slash contact. Evening to all of you in the Palace Universe. Welcome to Homestyle Radio. My name is Tony. I'm your host for this evening, stepping in for Chris. Joining me is Jell. Hiya. Patrick. Good afternoon. Barney. Good evening. And Nick is in the contact hub today. Hello, everybody. It's really good that we we've felt got, due uh, to the fact that we've had a bit of a change up in our go on, Nick. It's really good that we've got Tony Piers on, um, which reminds me that um, a certain Piers on has got the boot today. Um, who saw that one coming? <laughs> Facepalm, you gasset for that, Eve. <laughs> <laughs> Right, we've had news in brief. Um, as you know, we love to hear your opinion, uh, all kinds of stuff, whether it be Twitter, Facebook, or even in the chat room. Uh, to find out more details, head to holradio.net forward slash chat. And uh, please include as much as you can, either the hashtag gel knows, or if you really feel like it, hashtag gel doesn't know. Which is, which is not very nice, is it? <laughs> and not very nice. And I'm, I'm being the palisane because I actually know that. <laughs> um, right, I'm going to have a slight a different start to the show. I want to just uh, relay some stats on you about our match that we had yesterday against Leicester. So, as most people would know, 1-0 victory to Palace. We had uh, 14 shots to their 19. Uh, they had five on target, we had two. They had 62% of the possession, so uh, things back to normal from the possession camp from our side. They had 15 fouls, though, to our six and four yellow cards to our one. So hopefully that'll um, open up some interesting discussions as to which way the match went. But I want to start with the lineups. So we had Jordan Much starting and Zaha starting in place of Sonogo. And I've forgotten who else went out there on that one. Do you guys want to remind me? Gail. Gail, Gail that's it. Right. No, Gail, was, Gail uh... was starting. Gail was starting. Right, right. So up top it was Sonogo. No, I'm sorry. Up top it was much with a uh, with Gale. Midfield was Ledley, MacArthur, Punchin, and Zaha. And the back four was Kelly, Delaney, Dan, Ward, and of course Jules and Goal. Excellent. So what I want to do is first have a quick discussion about the lineup. Joe, have you got any thoughts on the lineup? Um, with the most important state you missed out was that our fans went up there and they sung. <laughs> Quite a stand, really, but there you go. Um, oh, I was, I was, it was a, it was a, an exciting attacking, um, attacking formation. Although if you watched Match of the Day last night, you never would have thought it. But uh, you, you know, it's we've got choice now, haven't we? Um, I think the more that much plays, um, you know, the, the better it'll look. But you can see, I'm not too sure whether we can play two players. Sort of almost in the same position that do that do the same thing. I don't know whether it's going to leave us leave us short in in the actual middle with with much and um, 
uh, a little Scottish fellow who got strangled yesterday. His name escapes me. MacArthur. MacArthur. Yes, MacArthur. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sort of undecided, but, but just really pleased, pleased with the way, you know, our attacking intent was, uh, was well, basically give it a wilf and let him run at him, and it worked for the first five minutes. What do you reckon, Patrick? I like the lineup. My my own issue, on honestly, is the um, is the the forward line. I I have a little problem, not a problem, with a question with Gale, where exactly to play him, because um, because as I'm sure you guys noticed, when he's up there by himself, he's a little bit isolated. I know we tried to get much involved, and that's why um, you know he he started yesterday. We didn't have any choice with um with Yannick not around, with Millet not around, with Shamak hurt. Much as for me with the obvious choice, Gregorio can't go 90 minutes yet, so having started him with the main extent. But my only thing is with Gale up front by himself, he's a little isolated. So I think we have to kind of remedy that. I would have liked to have actually seen Punchin inside. I'd liked him at the number 10 when Shamak hasn't played there. But the problem would have been he had to push much out wide. I don't think he likes to play out wide. So I thought lineup was okay, and I thought we started off really well, but I just thought that maybe um, formation wise, we might have maybe put Punchin inside to link up more with Gale. But again, we can talk about. You know, uh, getting Mille and Yannick back in the lineup, hopefully, later on in the show. Uh, I was going to say exactly the same thing as you, Patrick. We've got, we've got Mille to come back in, and we've got Shamak hopefully coming back for the Newcastle game. And I think Gale plays much, much better off Shamak than he does off of much. So, um, and also, we've got this year. Coming in as well in five weeks or whenever the builders just wondering how we're going to get them all in and are we going to go? Um... Okay, and Barney, what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, just um, pretty much what the lads have been saying. I, I mean, what I like about the Palace side at the moment is uh, party seems to look at the opposition and not have any fears in in swapping it around. Um, my disappointment was Hangland coming on, but you know, uh, needs must and all that. But um, no, they they played they played Leicester for for what they what they are, and our starting lineup matched um, and exposed their weaknesses. I thought. Yeah, I definitely think that we started very well. Uh, um, you know, the first 15, 20 minutes, certainly the the pundits seem to have thought that we started very well, but then. Leicester, Leicester definitely came back into the match and seemed to dominate us quite a lot. Um, they had this this winger, Marez, who seemed to, from, from what I saw, he seemed to be absolutely class. Um, Patrick, what were your thoughts on him? He's an excellent player. Um, I forgot how good he was, actually. Um, I know he, he was away at AFCON, but um, he was extremely dangerous yesterday. In fact, he's the only player on Leicester that I was really worried about. Um, but he's uh, got a great little left foot, cuts inside really well, um, very creative um, He's 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 a danger, and uh, he worried me yesterday a lot. I think it was quite interesting. He he definitely seemed to have a definite crossing ability um, that you could see the difference between, you know, our wingers that can cross and um, his his crossing ability. Is that something you saw yourself, Joe? Yeah, I mean, it, technically, he's a very good player. Um, I think he he was sort of their main threat, but. but the pressure's sort of on him because being the main threat, if he doesn't do it, then it, it doesn't happen for him. I mean, I know they had a bit of a, you know, they had a few chances and we can say we were lucky. You know, one of his shots, um, Jules palmed it straight into the middle of the penalty area and they two of them missed it. But but no, you make your own luck. 
we've been on the end of some atrocious <clears throat> luck, some atrocious decisions this year. So when people turn around and say we were lucky, I don't care about it. I honestly don't care for it. Um, but yeah, he, he was their best player. Um, I thought Nugent, obviously, you know, he's header against the bar, but then he's always going to be a bit of a threat. He's a clever player. He's, he's sort of almost almost like Murray, you know. He's um, he's very he's, he's tactical now. So he's very good. You know, he hasn't got loads and loads of pace, so he just uses his his positional sense. Um, but apart from that, I thought we did all right. You expect you should be expecting him to, to to not roll over us, but to have more possessions, to have more shots, to have this, to have that. Um, you know, I mean, it, 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 stat for stat, I say. I mean, you know, their manager got one of our players on the ground, and our manager didn't, so they they won that battle as well. But we still won one nil, so don't matter. Dick, <laughs> what were your thoughts on that? I, I thought, yeah, it was a little bit like the Villa game, except it was the other way around, wasn't it? It was, you know, we we did everything but score against Villa at home, and and they scored the goal on on one of their their rare breaks, and and we did the same thing. Uh, but Joe was uh, alluding to match of the day. It was. It was nothing like the game that I saw. I mean, they were creaming themselves over Balassi last season. Why weren't they doing the same over the three or four moves that Will did? It's because um, Will was there was a terrific piece of skill in the first half from Will. Wasn't why wasn't that on match of the day? Is that Will or Wilf? Wilf. I did say Wilf, <laughs> didn't I? No, you said Will. No, you're right. going. You got a son called Will, and you're getting a bit carried away. Yeah. <laughs> I did notice you know when I was at the when I went up to Leicester myself. We were in the pub, and a guy came up to me, and he's saying, "You know, is Balassi playing today?" And I said, "He's not." He said, "Oh, thank God, he absolutely ripped us in the last match." And I said, "Well, it's Zaha you want to be worrying about, not not Balassi." And uh, he seemed a bit miffed by that one, but I think Zaha definitely showed his um, showed his skills. Barney, how did you think um, Wilf did? Uh, yeah, I mean, to be honest, with you, I think Wolf. I think the the January transfer window has helped him a little bit. He knows where he's going to stay now, and it's a shame, really, because I remember, you know, a couple of years ago when Palace in the Championship and when the sort of Balassi and Wolf. You know, Wolf to me was was leaps and bounds ahead. And I, I was a couple of games ago, I sat with my mate saying it's so strange how, um, you know, how how a club can ruin a player. And it's I think you know we just get we're just starting to see now how. Zaha is is coming back now, and it's just a shame that you know I've tried to use the right words for uh, for radio, but it's just it's, it's just a, a total shame how Manchester United really did screw him over. But you know, it's just a, a you know a, we all know it. I mean, we say it every week when Wilf's on the pitch, he just seems to get it. I mean, he just he exposed their weaknesses out out wide, and he just he, again I, I seem to think he's getting that confidence back where. He's getting the ball. It's like it's glued to his foot, and he he runs direct, which is which is really rare to see at the moment. I'm I'm noticing this fashion of sticking out to the wings, but Wilf seems to run more direct, which is which is nice to see. It's entertaining football. Yeah, we definitely seem to have almost the Wolf of old. Uh, Nick, has there been any um, mention in the contact? Yeah, in uh, well, in the chat room, wholeradio.net slash chat, we've got Brinskill Eagle um, who says, "Come on, we were really lucky not to be several goals down." Um, Lions five fifty. Got to say, Wilf did really. Wilf, that's Wilf, did really well, especially <laughs> in the last that. five minutes when he was defending in our penalty box. And the, and the commentator, I was watching it on a Canadian stream actually, and um, they said that Pardew, they said to Pardew had uh, obviously had a word with Wilf about his defending and tracking back, and and he did do that the moment the commentator said it, which was good. Yeah, but he did, um, that, he did that at Southampton, though, Nick. He did exactly the same thing. We said well, about this last week. Yeah, I was stuck watching a pantomime during the Southampton game, so I didn't didn't get to see that. And um, Ollie Maidstone Eagle, well, actually, it's Ollie's dad, Ash, 
has said he reckons Gary Lineker did the editing on Match of the Day. He didn't say. <laughs> he said Big Ears Lineker did the editing on Match of the Day. <laughs> what do you reckon, Barney? <laughs> I was just about to say, I mean, the first comment, um, I have to admit, I, I mean, it's, it's going to be rare, but um, I, I kind of, I understand where Gel's coming from. I don't, th- I think to to have the opinion that, you know, you should be, you, you know, you, you we were lucky to get away with things. You know, no, no, no. Some some teams, that's how they set up. And that's what I'm that's what was really positive about Palace's performance yesterday is the fact that we set up to soak a little bit of pressure. Okay, we we, we rode a bit close to the wind sometimes, you know, Sproni had to make some great saves. But that's what he's there for, he's a goalkeeper, you know, and I think this idea of Oh well, you know the team. Yeah, they they you know they could have had seven, eight goals. Well, no, actually, it's all right to play the ball in around our box. That's absolutely fine as long as it doesn't go in. So this idea of oh, we rode our luck a bit. I, I don't know. That's you set up differently for different games. Yeah, no, I can definitely um, I can see where you're coming from on that one, uh, Patrick. What were your thoughts? Well, I have a um, match of the day uh, comment, actually. I get to watch both the BBC's version um, and the NBC over here's version. And the funny thing is, is that not only does NBC give more coverage to Palace over here, I'm not exactly sure why, but um, there just seems to be um, more of a... Um, well, I'm looking for the right word. Just more... Even split? Um, even split right coverage over here. It's like they don't really. I mean, obviously over here, you know, you've got the big, you know, your big teams like you know, Man United and Chelsea and Man City. You always go first. It doesn't matter over here. You always have the, always have, you always having the top, the top teams go first. We don't really <coughs> care about, um, you know, that kind of stuff. But with Palace's coverage, they always show, you know, highlights. And they even showed the first corner we had yesterday, like in the first minute <laughs> as the first highlight. Where mm-hmm. yesterday on BBC that wasn't shown. So I like the fact over here. I don't really have to worry about that. That so-called bias by whether it's Linux or whomever. And people say it's maybe because Rebecca Lowe happens to be a, a Paddy supporter. She's one of the hosts. But whatever the reason is, we're very, I'm very lucky over here to get a very even, evenly coverage over here as opposed, as opposed to in England. So I just wanted to point that out. Yeah, she a fox? She's actually pretty good looking. She's blonde haired. Have you ever seen her before? You should Google no, her. That's what I mean. Is she, is she a fox? What's her name? Yeah, Rebecca Lowe. She's actually married to um, uh, um, an English manager. I can't remember what, what his name is. He's like maybe Colt, not Colchester. Some lower league team manager she's married to. Joe, I promise you, you're going to wait until after the show before you Google her. No, nah, he'll do it now. He's <laughs> doing it now. I know, Joe. I know, Joe. Right, guys, is- I don't want to. I don't want to dwell too much because you know, in what, from what I saw, there wasn't a lot in the first half. It was it was midfield battle to use the cliche. Um, and as I said, we sort of started well, and they they finished the match. Um, sorry, finished the half well. The only the only th- um, last point I want to make on the first half is that our players seem to have acquired an Alan Pardew tribute in wanting to headbutt every single player. We had Shamat do it last week, and now we've had it again with Dan this week. Um, how, how did you guys see that? Um, I'll jump in then. Um, it was a uh, it was a very scary, actually, very scary incident. That Dan incident was 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 scary. I don't exactly know. If it was both his chest and his head, but obviously he had that big bump on his head. But again, I think that comes down to just him being the kind of player that he is. He'll, he won't back down from anything. He gets involved in, you know, clashes and altercations, which are great for us. But And he's a very tough player. I mean, it was obviously he was very hurt and he wanted to keep playing, which is amazing. So, um, again, we had Shamak last week and Dan this week. And hopefully it won't continue because we can't afford to lose our best players. So it's a little, no. it's a little scary, but I'm, I'm glad it'll be okay. Barney, who's next? 
Well, um, look, so I, I mean, I have to admit, I can, I, I pretty, I can, uh, I couldn't agree more with what's just been said. Um, you know, um, yeah, I've probably actually, I've probably got nothing to say on it. To be honest, I can, I, uh, my words have just been taken away from me. That's fair enough. So obviously, Patrick <laughs> answered it emphatically. So I'll move, I'll move on from the um, the first half. Obviously, at half time, we had two changes done. Much came off as Snogo came on, which in my opinion seemed to be tactical. And then Dan went off and Hangalan came on. Would you? What, what are your thoughts on that one, Joe? Um, well, I, firstly, I thought Hangalan had a fantastic off. That, that you know, he just, yeah. he just. Again, he's another one of these players. He, he doesn't have loads of pace, but what he does, he makes up for experience. And he just, I thought he just, he, everything that they chucked up in the air, he just negated them time after time. In fact, the, what we were looking at afterwards was, you know, from our point of view, was, was who was man of the match. And the fact is that Hangerland was mentioned within that, and he only played 45 minutes out of 90. So, you know, I, I thought he was, I thought he was absolutely excellent. Um, you know, it, it, it's a, uh, I'm really pleased for him because, apart from a, a, a shake, you know, he had a bit of a shaky start to settle in, and but since then, you know, his last sort of six, eight games, and, every, and whenever he's come on and he's needed to to play a part, he's been fantastic. He's been almost faultless. Yeah, Pardew actually said after the game, didn't he, that um, he was his man of the match. He thought um, booted eagle in the chat room, wholeradio.net/chat says, "Yep, Breed was absolutely awesome." Absolutely awesome. But Lions 550 has said um, he thinks Delaney is a liability, going back to, to our other uh, part of the back four. Hmm. It's, it's definitely some interesting points there. Um, Barney, what were your thoughts? So, so we saw that Hangelin had a great half. Um, what were your thought, initial thoughts when you heard that he was coming on? Well, I, I, I think Hangelin is, is what I, I don't look at any of our players and think you're rubbish, you know, you're, you know, you're not worthy. I think players try hard don't I think every player that goes on that pitch tries very hard um, and I think that some players reach a certain level you know I've always not been probably Moxie's um, biggest fan but you know he was someone that tried hard I, I kind of put Hangland in that same category the fact that he does it against Leicester to me doesn't really sort of you know prove much if I'm being very blunt and if I kind of take a very cynical view on it um, you know, maybe there, maybe it is a turn. I don't know if I can judge it after one game. Joel and Nick, you're right, and you know, everybody could see he had a, he had a solid game. But you know, there's just been too many times this season for me that he's just just lacking that that bit of concentration. And I think you know, I don't know. It just doesn't seem. I, I wasn't filled with confidence, but he proved me wrong in, in yesterday. But and I hope he continues to do so. Patrick, what do you reckon? And I've been critical of, of Delaney going back to Inbrook. I thought he had a very good match yesterday. Um, but as far as Hangman, I've always I've always liked him. I was one of the few people actually said I thought it was a good um, idea to bring him in because of the experience. And yesterday, the game was set up perfect for him. You know, Leicester, basically, you know, we sat back and invited pressure. They were putting high balls in the entire match, trying to, you know, good crosses, etc. And he was just sitting back ahead in the mountain, clearing them. So I think that the game set up for him perfectly. So with him and Delaney back there, I never really had a, an issue with them pairing up. And again, I just think his experience in those kind of games, you know, when you're up 1-0, trying to keep a lead, are perfect for him to come in for. So I didn't have a problem with him. I really think that um, having him there was fine. And just going back to another thing, I actually thought we should have got a centre-back um, during the transfer window. But having seen Hank Lamb perform yesterday with both Delaney and Dan, with Suarez maybe coming at left-back, I mean, putting Kelly in the middle, I think we're going to be fine for the rest of the season with our centre-back positions. 
can I can yeah. I just go 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 just have a little say about England? Has, has he let us down this season? I don't. You know, you know we, he we've, hasn't. We've, we've, we've no. See, I didn't think so. It, I right. mean, if we're going to be critical, then well, I think he did. We, did we we lost, it was like, was it wasn't it the Villa or Everton game? He let he, no, he no, let that was Dan. On the that was, no, no, that was Dan. Dan, Dan no, lost the ball no. and left him one on one with Benteke, and and <sighs> it was only going to be one one winner out of him and Benteke, and then. After, and then before that, uh, it wasn't his fault that, that we lost. It It was a mistake by Delaney that we lost against Everton. He can't, we, we can't be putting the blame. I mean, he's had an absolute screamer for us. Um, but anyway, it, it, it's going to be it's going to be irrelevant soon anyway because it, it'll, it'll be back to not playing or back to the substitutes bench when Suarez comes on well, at that, back. That, so. that is an interesting thing is that when, when Pardew came in, he almost didn't. He, it it was like he got cold straight away. That I mean, that's I don't know why that happened, but obviously Pardew's not seeing something that he he wants. Nick, have you on got the, any comments on the on the on the back four? The the back four is going to mix up a bit anyway. Uh, uh, John Nightingale uh, at Eagles six seven six four on Twitter has said that um, it's going to all change when Suarez plays. Um, we definitely need a defensive left back. And uh, Kelly will move into the centre back possibly if that's going to happen. It's interesting you say that. I've had some contact from a friend of mine actually who says that as much as Hangland did have a good half, uh, with Hangland on the pitch because of the fact of the lack of pace between himself and Delaney, we seem to drop back a lot deeper. Is that something that uh, you found yourself, Joe? Um, no, and I'll tell you for what. I'll tell you for why. I'm not massively worried about it because. Tell you for why. Yeah, yeah, we've got protection. That's what we've got, protection from the midfield now. But Hangerland is one of the only ones that actually looks looks comfortable coming forward with the ball. Ball on his feet, yeah. Doesn't go forward with the ball. Who doesn't? Hangerland, that's the whole point. He plays so deep that he just pulls everybody back with him. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to be overcritical of the guy. I'm just, I just think, you know... We've We're just having a downer. We won a game yesterday and it's turning into a lot of right, a right downer. For me, he was one of the best. He was one of our best players on the pitch, and we turned it into yeah. a downer. And he set a goal up too, by the way. Don't forget that great header he had it back for the goal. So let's not forget he's great at set pieces. We'll get to that later on. But he was really good on the set pieces. He has been that way all year. Yeah, Joe's could... walked off. Sorry, yeah, Joe um... has <laughs> left. I pushed him too dig. far. To bring it, come back, Joe. Come back. Positive note. Um, we did have, uh, as much as match of the day seemed to be very biased, we seemed to have a lot more chances than what they showed. I mean, beginning of the first half, Sonogo hit the side netting, um, punching out a shot that was, you know, very, very close to curling in. Uh, we had the Sonogo one-on-one, uh, which we'll, we'll have a little bit more of a chat about in a sec. Uh, Gale also had a chance, which, you know, his legs might have gone by that point, I'm not sure. Um, what did you guys think of um, the chances? So if I start with Patrick and, and talk about Sonogo's side netting, uh, I, I saw the reaction of none of was it Gail or Zaha. It was definitely Gail. He wanted to pull the ball back. But when you're, a, it was definitely like the first minute of the second half. If you're a striker and you're going one on one with the defender, you got a chance to shoot. You got to shoot the ball. So we've always talked about how we don't have, we have shot shy strikers. So the fact that he's taking shots from inside the box, I don't have a problem with it. So I know Gail was kind of remonstrating that he wanted to get the ball, but I think that at that point, and I'm sure if Gail was in the same thing, he would have shot the ball too. I think there's no problem with him shooting the ball from there. So I didn't have a problem with that at all. Okay, and Nick, what did you think? Sorry, sorry, Tony, I just want to bring us back to Hangerland. Uh, Steve yeah. at Urban Carper 32S um, said Hangerland is our second best centre back. Him and Dan would be his preferred choice. Um, Lyons incredulously said Hangerland doesn't move forward with the ball. Seriously, that's in the chat room, whole radio.net, uh, whole radio 
slash chat. HoreRadio.net uh, slash chat. I've said that hundreds of times. I've forgotten it now. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough choice. We've, we've, we've got a decent squad now, haven't we, that we can pick and choose. Um, Juicy Lucy has says Damo. Damo all the way for her, but she would. I was going to say she would. What, what about the fact that a lot of people are calling for Kelly to go into the middle, especially with Suarez coming in? What do you reckon, Nick? Well, that's his preferred position, isn't it? Centre back. That's where he. Know, that's where he. That's where he does prefer to play, apparently, and that's where he nearly got into the England squad as well. It was. It was. I don't see it. I don't <clears throat> see it. What, 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 what don't you see about it, Patrick? I don't know. I, I'm you know, watching him play left and right back. You know, he's somewhat comfortable left back, much more comfortable at right back. But I just don't see him being a centre back. I don't see him comfortable on the ball. Like like Joe's saying, I like the way Hangland and Dan are comfortable at the ball at their feet. They both go forward. They're great passers of the ball. They've got good control. I don't see Kelly having that. He just seems to be... I don't even think Kelly's even that good in the air. So to be a centre-back for me, you've got to be good in the air and be comfortable, especially in the Premier, Premier League. So I'm just worried about him going in the middle. fact is, right now, we've got Dan Delaney, we've got Hangerland. We don't really have that issue right now. Mariapa can play there if he needs to play. So, I mean, I guess, you know, someone had mentioned yesterday, maybe put him in under-21 for a week or so, let him play there and centre-back and see how he feels. But I don't see him being centre-back, at least not for us this year, barring an emergency. So would you not say, I'm going to leave this as the last point, um, would you not say that you look at someone like uh, Damo and Hangeland, obviously they're in the, the latter years of their, their careers, um, into their sort of mid-30s, uh, the pace isn't going to help, it's going to go down and you need a lot of pace in the Premier League. Uh, someone like Kelly, who's still young, and Dan, who's still young, would be the future partnership. What do you reckon, Nick? I don't know. The chat room again... Uh... Lions 550 is talking about uh, five, three across the back, Dan, Kelly, Ward, Mariapa or Hangerland. Um, calls the Eagles, says he doesn't see Kelly as a centre-back as he's barely spent any time there most of his career. I don't think he has the experience to play centre-back without a full pre-season of playing it behind him. But London Thing 98 says he's talking nonsense. Kelly would be a superb centre-back. Most Liverpool fans are gutted he left and was replaced by mediocre or over-the-hill players. So talking about Liverpool fans, Joe, what do you reckon about Kelly in the centre? <laughs> oh, that really fucking hurts. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, what, you, are you, seriously, you want me to answer that? Yeah, I want to know, what do you think? Do you think Kelly would be good as a centre-back? He said, we had a conversation once, right, with, uh, with Peter Ramage, and he said that he, in America... He and um, Murray swapped positions. And Murray was actually quite good at centre-back. And he was actually quite good up front. So to be honest with you, as a makeshift at any one time, any player can play anywhere. And back in the day, if your goalkeeper got sent off, it's generally one of your defenders that went in goal. So his, his, pro- his proper position would be, for me, would be right-back. But we've got a wealth when Jack Hunt comes back, because I sincerely hope we don't get rid of him. But when right. Jack Hunt comes back, then we've got two right backs. So Kelly can then be the cover for the left back. But I do believe that with some work and some and some tactical, uh, uh, you know, just, just some some proper advice about how to play in the centre, and with some with with uh, playing alongside. Uh, training a pre-season alongside Hangeland and people with experience, I think we can turn basically a right-back into a centre-back. You're about it all the time. I think he's good enough to play there. But, you know, we, we have to... He doesn't need to be a left-back anymore. We've got a proper left-back coming in. So he seems to be out of cover across the back, which is what we need. You know, we've got we've got, we've got got Wald, who's almost a utility player, can play anywhere. Um, and... and uh, 
I, I'm, I'm really happy that he can play anywhere along the back. Dowardly Cowardly Dowie, that's a great name, mate. Um, wow. In the chat room, wholeradio.net slash chat. says, Papa Suarez, will, will he be playing against Newcastle? Because it was all about his work permit. And is that why he was not in the team yesterday? Did we know about the work permit with Suarez? Yeah, I heard that was yet. the case. No, he hasn't come through yet. So hopefully by Wednesday. But apparently he looks good on YouTube, according to Naked Golf Guy 99. Yeah, but anyone can look, look good on YouTube, as we've uh, found out. This is true. This is true. <laughs> Wait a minute. The way you're talking about by Marange, I'm assuming. I heard he's doing yes. pretty well in, in France, by the way. I saw a tweet today saying he's playing very well in France. So good, good luck to him. Well, we've got yeah. loads of money there. Maybe we can buy him back. <laughs> <laughs> ah, there you go. I agree. That's a fair one. Okay, so I wanna, as I said, I want to move it on to the chances we had in the second half because I feel that we had so many more chances than what match of the day showed. Uh, we've already spoken about Sonogo's side netting. Barney, I want to bring you into the conversation. Yeah. Um, how, what did you think about the chances that we created in the second half? Oh, yeah, I thought we were just... I, I just felt that we were really positive going forward um, you know, yesterday. And I just felt that we... I think our timing was really good. You know, um, I mean, I just feel that we, we sat back when we needed to. And we, when, we, when we pushed forward and we actually made an effort to go forward, we, we kind of had a little bit of of moving you know moving the ball around my my only you know my only qualm was perhaps we didn't we you know we didn't have too many chances of just hitting and, and seeing what happened but then on the flip side I usually complain when people have shots from outside the box so maybe there was a little bit too much of walking in the box but actually you know what you've seen like you know Zaha Gale um, much especially also just seemed to have a, a couple of smiles on their face and they were just they would it seemed it looked like they were they all wanted to go forward and they were getting annoyed when it wasn't quite pulling off so I, I really like that when I see that happening when when chances are missed and, and players get annoyed because I'm thinking actually they really want the ball to go into the back of there and that's that's all you that's all you can ask for as a fan and then we managed to go forwards we got this goal uh, good goal Nick do you reckon yeah, it was, a, it was a good set piece. Really good set piece. And there was some chat on the uh, on the boards earlier about Gale taking set pieces. Uh, I think he's been taking corners on the on the left hand side, um, and he's actually putting a decent ball in. And it looks like something that's been worked on on the training ground. And and Hangeland, as usual, got his head to it, got right across, and and um, old Ledley was straight in there. The man, the focusing of the beard was in there wasn't he it was superb and haven't we scored more set pieces than any other team and I'm sure somebody was moaning that we were crap at them but, but we're the top ones in the division you know, that's we are. still not good enough it's still not bloody good enough we're the best in the division but it's still not good enough we've scored 13 goals from set pieces which is equal to Arsenal and Chelsea according to match of the day and now West yeah. Brom today yeah, oh yeah exactly it's <laughs> Gel, just coming to you. Uh, what 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 are your thoughts on having a forward taking the corners instead of being in the box? Well, he's legitimately the only two-footed player on our side. Um, you see, when he puts his boot for it, when he scores goals with his left foot, you know he's, he's equally at home on either foot. Um, I, I'd like to see him take free kicks as well, because we all know, you know, anyone anyone that see that goal that he scored for down the twenty-ones from thirty-five yards um, will know that he, you know, he really can. I just think he's got it all. I, re- I really do. But maybe he's not. You know, we have a, a five foot ten inch player crossing for a six foot seven inch player. You know, that just makes sense. The, yeah. it, well, it does, doesn't it? And, and the other the other thing as well. This this far post. You know, we were undone ourselves by by Burnley 
Um, right. We won 3-2 at the far post when right. I put the ball over the top of Jules. Um, you know, we, we undid someone else yesterday. I see, I see it was uh, in, in, in all three games today, I saw exactly the same thing. Seems to be the, the fashion now to stick your tallest player out on the far post. Um, to look like you're doing nothing on the edge, and all of a sudden, two seconds later, you, you, you're three yards away, got a free header. So, um, again, it's a, a fashion thing, but it seems to work for us. But, you know, for Breed to, to put it back across the box and not try and have a go at it, you know, um, was, was brilliant. And then the finish was, was just very do you not think? Do you not think it's quite? It, it's it's a tactic with quite a high failure rate because if you you know with goalkeepers now apart from ours potentially all being you know massive massive tall guys and you're looping in a, a high ball looping in without any pace. Um, it worked for us yesterday, but I noticed Schwartz is a good. He's a big guy and he was just claiming a lot of the crosses that were were coming. Well, you're, in. Sa- you're saying that the, the very first uh, corner that we got inside a couple of minutes, um, I think it was smashed. By Gale to uh, was it much? It was, on the edge it was of the area? Zaha. It was Zaha knocked out to Machi to the volley exactly. Yeah, I mean that, that was and that was a that was pinpoint. You know, really hit it hard. So there's no floating ball there. But yeah, I mean you can you can see we've got options now. I, I really like the fact that we have got options. It's um, you know, it it, it pleases me that that he's come in with with ideas that you can quite clearly see that we are technically getting better. Because someone's they're being allowed to express, obviously being allowed to express, you know, that they're uh, express themselves on the pitch, which is nice. They don't feel under so much pressure to, you know, if you lose the ball, um, you just got to fight for it back. Yeah, definitely. I could, I could definitely see that yesterday, Patrick. Do you think our set pieces are improving? Most definitely, but I think I'm going to give a little credit to Warnock because if you remember earlier in the season, we've actually we always do that kind of a set piece, whether it's a free kick or a corner kick, where we hit the ball to the back post. If you guys remember the the Newcastle game when Zaha tied the match, it was a ball from I think Dan hit it to the back post, or might have been Ward, and then Dan knocked it back, and then you know Zaha scored. We've always tried to hit that back post ball. So yesterday's uh, corner by. Um, Gale makes a lot of sense to go to the back post. And what I'm noticing in the Premier League in general is that guys are starting to get two or three players around the goalkeeper so that he can't get a free run at that back post because that back post cross is extremely hard to backpedal and make the catch on. So it's actually a very good play. So obviously, Pardew's seen something and he's building on it too. So I think our set plays have gotten much better. And as you mentioned before, Tony, about the 13 goals, it's only going to get better because a guy like Hangland is going to be ultimately extremely vital on any kind of knockback ball for goals. So, and again, Gale's service, by the way, on the corner kicks is very, very good. So we've added another person there to put set plays in besides punching. So I think just going forward, we're going to definitely get more goals, and those kind of goals are going to keep you up so, or push us on. So it's going to be, I think we're really heading in the right direction, and Pardew's de- definitely picked up on something, which is good. Barney, would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think our movement in the box has just got so much better. I mean... Um, you know that crowding out the goalkeeper, yeah, seems to be what happens. But I think it was, um, I think it was, I, I was watching the the breakdown of when the cross came in, and I think Leicester had only put one player on Hangland, and I can't, can't remember. I think it was Nugent who was on, who was meant to be coming across. But um, you know, stuff like that's brilliant because then you know you confuse you confuse the other team. You you getting people to second question who they should be covering, who they shouldn't be covering, and, and by the time they've made the decision, the ball's in the back of the net. So. You know, it's not so much. You know, you've got to have a great delivery, but then the guys in the box have have got to be aware that they've got to be one step ahead of the opposition all the time, and and we seem to be doing that really well at the moment. We seem to be kind of outfoxing the outfoxing the opponents, which is really Very good. 
which is a uh, yeah, I thought you'd like that one, Gusset. Um, you know, which um, which seems to be a, a nice a nice uh, push on, really. It's good, and what I've noticed about set pieces, it's uh, I can't remember who said. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. I said about this ages and ages ago, but the, you're at your most defensively weak when you're actually taking a corner because you know, the team will get you on a break. That doesn't seem to be happening to us as much now. So maybe we're, we're, we're keeping the people back as well as getting the defenders forward. Does that, does that make sense? You know, we, we seem to be ready for, for a quick break once we lose the ball from the set piece. It yeah. does, Nick. Another thing I've got to say is that I noticed that when we Fred, when we had Warnock in charge, we would keep Balassi and Zaha up at the halfway line. But I've noticed lately we don't do that anymore. So that's interesting. We're much mm. more solid defensively, which I think is a good thing. Mm. It brings me quite nicely onto the next point. As, um, just before I do go on, I've got to say, what an epic knee slide from Ledley when he scored that goal. I mean, the trail afterwards was just left in the turf. It was brilliant to see. Yeah, I want to shout out to um, Ben Nagel, put a great picture on Twitter of that. It was really brilliant. It was, the slide is about 15 yards. It's awesome. It really is great. <laughs> was it Was it Ledley nearly broke his knees when he did that before? At the home Celeste, yeah. Yes. At Celeste. <laughs> yep. <laughs> He's now perfected it. Can I just um, sorry? Can I just give a latest? Uh, getting a report from the chat room that the uh, Afcon final is still nil nil, and uh, Apaya isn't playing very well. Oh. Well, it's just gone extra time now, so but we'll Has see. What, yes, I'm watching it now as, as we uh, do the show. So I'm okay. We'll definitely keep everyone updated on that. I will. Um, <laughs> I will. I want to. I want to move on to um, our post goal, if you like. Um, I noticed that being at the match that, you know, we, we invited a lot of pressure, which is why I was going to bring the Hangerland talk in a bit later, but you guys beat me to it. Um, but we did we did team to go very deep after that, and we were definitely under the cosh. Uh, to be fair, a lot of Leicester's chances tended to be um, wide, uh, shots that were wide that could have been tapped in but weren't, so they were wide in the first place. Um, Joe, what did you think about the amount of pressure we were... I mean, we did counter-attack very well from that amount of pressure, but what, what are your thoughts on you know, sitting deeper and inviting pressure onto us. Seems to be the thing to do these days. Um, saw Man United do it to West Ham all, all, all game. So, um, but, you, but we're very, we're very comfortable at it. I mean, you know, the, one of the, one of the better players for me is that Morris in the Premier League is a very, very good player and he will, he, he cause everyone problems. But the fact is, is that we almost nullified him yesterday and he didn't score. He didn't really set up any, you know, many chances, um, and that is, you know, he is their playmaker. So I thought, I thought we did, you know, I thought we did well, you know. And Jules had what three saves to make, um, uh, you know. After all, he's a goalkeeper; he should be he expected to make some of them. 
Yeah, well, the that, yeah, but the one that looked like it was a moody save, that was actually a punch yeah. after it. it took a deflection and he was late, he was blindsided on it as well. So, but it, you know, it was a good save. He got lucky with a parry to the right hand side. But, but yeah, I mean, we sit deep, but that's what we do do. You know, we, we, we actually we do invite the pressure and then hit on the break. That's our greatest thing. As you can see, with, with two minutes to go, we had four on to two. In fact, we had four on to one on one side. Um, when uh, when Sonogo shot and he sh- he just, he could have put he could have put anyone in right um, Gail Oz I could have got it yeah right? yeah we we really Oof. need to cover we need to cover that more by the way I'm so annoyed about that but yeah, anyway, I'm gonna, go, I'm, go, go, I'm, gonna go gel, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna come yeah. on to that in a bit actually because <laughs> okay. uh, I did notice something on match of the day but um, I agree with what you're saying about we are a bit we are a lot more comfortable now with soaking up pressure but. You know, to against a much better team, you're you're gonna make mistakes. I did notice quite a few defensive errors. There was one where Ward would stay, um, kept possession of the ball for too long and got it robbed off him by Nugent. Barney, uh, he talks a bit more through Ledley's pass back, uh, oh. which also led on to Nugent almost creating a goal for them. Well, I just think you know, probably similar to what similar situation to what you just described as Ward. There, it's uh, you know, it's just I think a lack of concentration. Sometimes they think that a pass is open. I mean, I, I don't really know how it was classed as a pass back. It, it seemed to be a bit too far out for me to, to be classed as that. I think it was just a a lack of concentration, which can which can slip, and ultimately. That's why you probably have, you know, top four teams because you know you've got players of higher higher caliber and and you know the further you go down the league, the the, the realistic likelihood um, is is that sometimes players do do lapse a little bit. Um, sometimes you get stung for it. Sometimes you get away for it. Or get get away with it. But um, you know that that again, I think I think that's I think that's been a dramatic improvement. You know, for at the beginning of the season. We, I found ourselves doing that more often. You know, it was like, oh right, oh oh, oh I've got the ball. Oh, oh, someone's on me now. Whereas, you know, it seems to be a little bit more now. Right, got the ball, push and go. Um, so, you know, it, it happens. I don't think it's a, uh, it's not, it's not too bad. Yeah, um, well, J- um, Ledley's head went straight in his hands the moment the ball left his foot for that. He did. Back I pass, saw that, which was really annoying because I, I wanted him to like dash back into the box and and try and try and make amends for it but hack you down for a penalty like Jedi would have I don't know but, um, <laughs> exactly but that that Nugent what a muppet he made such a hash didn't he I mean it was a, it was no you got even, give, even, give Jules no, some know, credit but, for that Nick you, look what I just put in the chat go on Jules did well not to go down too fast and make him try to take it round him yes that's very good but <laughs> I, I kind of agree, but you'd you'd have put your mortgage, as Ron Atkinson said, you would have put your mortgage on him scoring there, and, and they didn't. And it was comical. I mean, I, I fell out of my chair laughing when they missed. And I'm glad that Nugent is still metaphorically waiting in the car park at Sellers because if that's what he's like, I'm glad we never bought him. Patrick, would you not agree? I mean, I, I'm going to slightly take the devil's advocate. I think I think Nugent actually did quite well uh, because of the way that Jules came out at him and he went round Jules. But I, th- I think the cock up there was from Cambiasso. Would you agree? Um, possibly. I mean, he, he obviously means pulling the trigger and trying to score as opposed to playing it. He tried to play a pass right after the second, the exactly. second time when Carter stopped it. I mean, I guess you're right. But I mean, just going back to what Joe said, I mean, the angle was was not as tight. And, and basically, Jules forced uh, Nugent wider. So Nugent didn't have a shot once he went wide. So Cambiasso, could he have shot? You know what? Someone just put in the... Uh, Joe just put his... Cambiasso's right foot. So when it's on his left foot, so he probably couldn't score from that angle. So... Um, 
it was a great opportunity. Um, and I think, like I said, a lot of credit should, should go to Jules and to MacArthur for making the block. But it was an opportunity they had that they that they lost. So um, was it their fault? Probably. They probably should have scored. Yeah, it seems, um, you know, the players seem to be a bit more comfortable in soaking up the pressure. Um, I don't know how many of uh, you guys are. Producers, Tav is, is not as comfortable with uh, soaking up as much pressure. It does make that, it a lot more nervous. That um, wasn't Tav. That was Simon Goddard at Coveagle71 on Twitter that I've just put in there. Sorry. Oh, apologies, Sorry, Simon. That was, uh, that was your comment there. Um, but we did soak up the pressure. We managed to last out. We had a couple of good chances after that. Um, I'm going to come on to the, uh, the other two chances in a second. I know Joe's desperate to talk about that one from Sonogo, but... <laughs> halfway through scoring our goal and towards the end we had the incident with Pearson and MacArthur um, I'm going to come to actually I'm going to come to Jell on this one actually um, <laughs> so obviously uh, you know MacArthur's gone in for a tackle seemed legit nothing wrong with it and then clattered into Pearson then there was a bit of an exchange could you describe it Jell? Well, MacArthur's instantly gone in for a t- you know gone in for a tackle he's gone over the top of the uh, of their player and, and head butted um, Pearson's ankles, but he hasn't seen it coming, so it's completely right. taken him by surprise. We're back and, to headbutting and, again. Well, but the thing <laughs> is, what, what he's done, he is so surprised. His immediate reaction is to go on the defensive and grab him with his with his uh, right hand on his shoulder, and then and then grab him with his left hand onto his neck. I mean that that, <sighs> and then he's you sort of you can see his face. Go from absolute like mentalness to a smile, and then he sort of allows uh, allows MacArthur up, but and then he won't let him go. And you can see the fourth official after about five seconds because it is literally that long. Right. The, the fourth official comes in and grabs his arm and says, and he's still got hold of him. I mean, listen, had, had that been had that been Pardew, I'm telling you now, he would have been in a stand. He would have been in the stands. I'm yeah. A little, and to be yeah. honest, I'm a, I know you say you learn your lesson, you know, by by your past mistakes. But I'm a little bit surprised Pardew didn't get over there. To be honest with you, he was the closest person apart from the fourth official. Right. Maybe it was some self control. Maybe he's, he has learned his lesson about sitting in a stand for a long time with what he did at Newcastle. But think, you know, that was a, that's that's shocking what he did. And and you know, I I know that he's the FA because he's still you know he's still a, 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 a Whatever he is affiliated, you know. I hope he gets fined for that just by getting getting uh, the Spanish this afternoon. I hope he still gets fined for that. Well, I mean, to be fair, we've seen that um, he's now been sacked, as uh, Nick alluded to earlier in the show. Uh, Nick, do you, wh- where do you where do you think you go with here? Because he can't. I was I've actually put down on my notes he should have had a touchline ban, but obviously that's not going to happen. What do you reckon? Definitely, because if if he was a player on the pitch that did that, he'd have been off, absolutely off. And I know there's. There's lots to talk about. Oh, it didn't happen on the pitch. Um, but do you remember when... Who was it who scored against us? Was it Everton who scored against us a couple of weeks ago where we thought a Palace player was fouled, but it was actually off the pitch, so it, it didn't really count. Burnley, yeah, that Burnley, was it. yeah. It doesn't count. That's the thing. You can't give a foul when when, when the, the actual offence is off the pitch. You cannot do it. But then you can never you can never send a manager to the stand then unless he's actually on the pitch if you if you're going to be that that logical and anal about it. But no, it's um, calls an eagle in the chat room. Wholeradio.net slash chat said that he thought there was a pause before the neck grab where they exchanged words. And I'd love to know what they said because that press press conference Pearson didn't come across 
well at all, did he? And what was that comment he made? I can handle myself. He makes it sound as if um, MacArthur had actually gone and threatened him. I, I, I've just been amused by it all. The bloke's... He, he is he's acted a tip. Fair yeah, enough. <laughs> you, don't, you don't know what he said. I can't imagine. No. I can't imagine he's 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 surrounded anything. But in saying that, if he's got hold of him, he might have just told him to do one in a yeah. slightly different way. But you never know. He's, he's just would, outrageous. If it had been anyone smiling. else, yeah, he's just. And then to say what he said after, I can look after myself. The Wigan fans are fuming as well. I was looking at a Wigan forum earlier, and you know what he was alluding to about Wigan and. And what he was saying about MacArthur being disappointed at not going to Leicester, really? Do you, do you think that's true? Oh, that's, okay. that's what I thought he was trying to get at. It's interesting, actually. Um, pa- Patrick, um, I-, I felt that MacArthur really kept his cool there because, you know, I-, I could think of a couple of players that might have lost it and then we would have ended up with a massive uh, brawl. Um, what-, what were your thoughts? Absolutely agree. I mean... MacArthur has shown so much restraint in this situation. It's unbelievable. Because you remember the headbutt last year with Mailer and uh, Pardew and how Mailer, you know, reacted. I mean, to, to have a, a, another person be on top of you with a hand around your neck, then then you stand up and you're trying to get away from him. And you can treat you like you're a child and grab your shirt, not let go of your shirt. For him not to, 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 to do anything is amazing, which is why, again, I have got so much respect for James MacArthur. And even after he tweeted out that the... It was, you know, it was all born out, born out of a portion. So he has shown a lot of restraint in his situation. So I've got to give him a lot, a lot of credit for making it worse. So my question is this, though: We all know that you know Pearson was fired, and they're going to say it's because of the, um, you know, their performance. But I've got to believe that yesterday had something to do with what, what, how him getting fired. The fact that your manager one week curses out a fan, next week he's grabbing another team's player. They, you can't tolerate that if you're an owner of a team. So for me, he might have gotten fired. He might have gotten fired because of his performance. But for me, his his He's, he's lost it last couple of weeks, and I think the owner probably saw that and said, you know, I've got to get rid of this guy uh, for that reason alone. So that's just my, my, my thought about on that situation. Barney, what do you yeah, reckon? Well, I, I mean, it's, it's really sad to see, isn't it, really? You know, these guys are professional individuals, and I think at that level, when you're on the sort of money they are, um, they know it's beamed all around the world. You know, it's evident from the feeds that we pick it up from when we're not at the games. And, um, you know, I just think it's disappointing. You know, they, I know that emotions can run high and whatnot, but, you, you know, you're a professional. If, if we went and did that in our everyday jobs because we had a disagreement with someone, you know, we'd, we'd be out of the door. Um, it was stupid. It, it got awkward. It start, It looked like it started off as a bit of a bit of a joke, and then it was almost like... You know, it was it was like that awkward drunk person at a party who doesn't know when to stop, sort of thing. You're like, <laughs> okay, mate, that that was kind of funny, but oh, hang on, a minute. oh god, you're still going. Credit where credit's due to Pardew, and I think he's gonna. I mean, you know, I know that Palace legend and all that, but when he was when he was, um, you know, confirmed as the new Palace manager after that thing he did against Hull when he was Newcastle manager, you know, I have reserves of kind of thinking, hey, you know, is this guy mature enough? Is he kind of, you know, can he keep his head cool? But you know what, he just, he, he let it be and he was like, you know what, the fourth official needs to sort it out and he, you know, he, he probably chipped in a little bit um, but fair play to, to Pardew, you know, he, 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 stood, he stood back which is, again, in the moment, you might say, oh well, you know, he should be like that and that's how he's got to conduct himself but in the moment, Pearson obviously let the moment get to him, obviously a man, hugely under pressure, and um, you know, I think I think the positive out of that to us is Pardew didn't get involved. Get involved because that that we read, you know, if that had happened, then I think we would have been having a different conversation today. Yeah, yeah if, if you're looking at the replay, 
Sorry, if you look at the replay, I I I don't think the Padre saw saw the um, the neck grab. I, he from what I saw, and I think Lazy Two Eagles alluded to it in the chat room. Wholeradio.net slash chat. I've got a few bits from there as well, which I'll come straight into. Um, he's it looked like he said something and lip read it as what was all that about, and as if he didn't know what was going on. So perhaps if he had seen the the stranglehold or hashtag choke gate as we're seeing. Um, <laughs> Then perhaps his, his reaction might be uh, <laughs> might be different. Uh, Booted Eagle has said McCarthy and Pards both kept their cool. Um, yeah. My G, CPFC Pearson needs anger management. Um, and um, somebody else in the chat room, I've I've lost who it is. Uh, McCarthy said, "I'm glad I didn't come to this shithole," and that really really riled um, Pearson. So uh, perhaps that's that's done. Did it. he really say um, that? And. No, this is what somebody said in the chat. Oh, I don't think. Um, I don't think. And he then, got that kind um, of person. I don't think he was said that. Yeah, and Glazier Twigan in the chat room has said regarding Chokegate, I think MacArthur's reaction has saved Pearson. Well, obviously not. He's, he's got the tin tack now. Both at the time and after the game, it was good response from the lad. And Pearson seems like he has issues, or it's a fetish thing. <laughs> <laughs> Right, I think I'd, um, I'm going to leave it there with the uh, Pearson McArthur. I'm sure we'll um, hear again, uh, hear about it again in the uh, coming weeks. Um, I want to move on to the uh, last two points about the match uh, before we uh, start to come towards the end of the show. Uh, I know Joe mentioned it earlier about uh, Sonogo's shot. Um, there was definitely a point where I agree with Joe. He could have passed it on to Gale. And you actually, if you watch the replay, you see Gale put his arms in the air and, and have words with Sonogo. And um, the second um, chance we had, which um, I noticed, was Gale had a, also a one-on-one, and he just seemed to tire going forwards, and it was a very weak shot in the end. Joe, what, 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 what did you make of those? Um, very greedy. He needs to be more aware. I mean, this is, this, the, the thing is, right, is if, if Gale's playing up front on his own and Sonogo's supposed to be sitting behind him, then, you know, he, he should be trying to feed him. Um, I mean, I saw him get out of go out by by Zaha, by Much, by by uh, Gale. You know, when you've got all three or three attacking players that are obviously in positions, and our players, which is a rare thing for our players to start flailing their arms about in you know in, in either disgust or frustration. Um, you know, you've got to be thinking, hang on a minute, it's so, you, you, you know, tactically or you know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I was I was really annoyed, especially as I said we'd been two 0 When it was 0 nil, I said we'd been two 0 We, you know, but I don't. I, I, I'm. It was very frustrating. Not just you know, not just for us watching. Um, you know, you lot in the ground, me on the me on the on the screen, and but the players. You know, you can see that a lot of people had words of him. Um, quite rare for our team. Yeah, it would, been, um, it would have been a lot easier to see if Leicester had shown any of our replays instead of just their own ones on their screen. Uh, <laughs> Nick, do you have a point on that? Yeah, no, Zaha was fuming at the end of the game, and I think um, Pardew had to have a few words with him to calm him down. Um, Patrick, have you, if, I want to bring you into the conversation. Uh, what did you think of Sonogo's chance? Well, I want to go back a little bit. I thought Sonogo had an excellent uh, second I half. I think, I think he changed the entire game. Um, he brought. He was. He was the lone striker, and he brought into play so many um, other players. Um, he's. He was, you know, up there by himself. The goal was caused by him. He's the one that brought the ball down. Took, you know, took the player one on one. Took the shot. Deflected for the corner kick. You know that we scored from. So I, I totally. I listen. I, I know 
what Joel's trying to say as far as him being selfish. But I think that's going to come with time. I think he just has to get used to, you know, playing with Wilf. I mean, I know he had a great game against, South, with, against Southampton with Wilf with him, but they haven't played more than three or four matches together. So I think that's all of that matter of getting to know who's, gonna, who's there. He, he only, again, he has his head down. He's a striker. A striker that paid to score goals. So I totally agree. If he rolls in Gale, Gale probably scores. If he rolls in Zaha, Zaha probably scores. But there's no guarantee they're going to score either. And if he doesn't shoot, we know people are going to say, why doesn't he shoot? He's in the box if he passes the ball and gets intercepted. So for me, it was a little selfish. But like I said, you give him more time to kind of get on the same page with both, you know, with Zaha or Gale, whoever it is. And I think we'll be fine. I don't have a problem with what he did yesterday. Um, like I said, we won the game. If we had if we'd lost the game, probably I'd be more upset. But I just thought he played so well and changed the whole match for us. I'm not going to criticize him for a, a couple of shots that he didn't score on and oh, passes he should have made. I, I, I agree with you. Sorry, Sam. I, I agree with you, Patrick. I, I really do. And I'm glad that right. we have, you know, especially after when we've got Shamak getting the ball Ex- and he, did, exactly. he doesn't want to shoot. So, but, but what I'm saying is, but, you know, he shot when all he had to do was lay a three-yard pass off and Gale uh, was clean uh, through. I agree. On his, on his left foot, you almost know that that's no. going to be a goal. It's no, just, you're right. I just, I, it was very, it was just frustrating, you know, because, listen, the other thing as well is, it, it, the, the thing about him getting used to playing with him, he's only playing right. with him this season. We ain't signing him. <laughs> good point. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's, get, point, he's, going back, he's going back to Arsenal. He's going back right. to Arsenal. He's a lonely. And he got then, like a bad player, by the way. Watch. Can I, can, yeah, no, no, yeah, he will do. Can I just, can I just put one point? Part you said the other day in a press conference, he said, he said he was really pleased that we signed Wilf because now we don't have any more lone e players. Yeah, I heard that too. <laughs> that, that, was that was that a slip of the that tongue? Was or was that, that, yeah. Oh, are, are we buying him and not telling anybody exactly? Well, I thought that's, the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, there he goes. So, but what, yeah. yeah. I don't you know, you can't talk about it. It's the no-go area. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, nice fun, oh, Nicholas. It couldn't right, be a, like a Nick pun, could it? <laughs> <laughs> On that, I mean, we've mentioned about that that chance there, Barley. I want to uh, bring you in as well. Um, there was a, a couple of chances, one from Zaha and definitely one from Gale as well. And it almost seemed to um, look like to me that their their legs had gone a bit and they were tiring a bit. Certainly, Zaha didn't look to be tracking back as well as he had earlier in the match. What what, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, that's too honestly, I thought it was Zaha to put in a, a really good shift, and I think you know, I think yeah, him and Gailey at the end were they they looked a bit they looked a bit knackered, but you know, a different setup yesterday, and they probably had to hold the ball a little bit more and take it forward themselves as opposed to whacking out the pitch and having having more of a front man that perhaps we did the week before before um you know Shamak went off, and um, just going back to uh, what you're saying about. Um, the, the, the near miss was with Sonogo. I just think, you know, all of them, they just need to, it, it, it's not going to take loads of time. I think Sonogo probably just needs to put one in the back of the neck and probably realise that he's not playing for Arsenal anymore and needs to work a bit harder around the box. Um, but, you know, I, I, I don't know, missed chances, it happens, that's, that's football, isn't it? Christ, you go, you know, you watch watch Real Madrid and, you know, Ronaldo and Bale don't communicate with each other. They're supposedly two of the best players in the world. So, it happens, and I just think, well, that's that's part and parcel of it. Yeah, it's a very well, it's a well, very well made point. Um, JL, what did you reckon about tiring? Well, he, he seems to be a sixty-minute player for me. Um, you know, he showed that against uh, Southampton. So bringing him on second half, and um, you know, he's, he's a impact impact player. So, like I say, I'm, I'm not trying to be down on him. I'm just saying, if he was a little bit more aware, you know, we would have had a more comfortable win. Um, I just uh, just needs to be a little, you know. I I I just can't imagine if Murray was standing there in that position that he would have fed someone. 
I, that's that's all. It's not, I'm not trying to beat up on him. You know, we won, and it's, it's not trying to. I mean, I would just say, to... sorry, just to, I think you make a really good point there about Murray. I think the thing is at the moment you've probably got, well, maybe maybe not so much with Gale, but maybe with Wilf and and. Um, so Wilf and Sonogo, you've maybe got a few egos in there, and I just don't think you get that with Murray. So maybe that's, I think that contributes to the difference as well. Good, I've, good point, Barney. I think, I think that Pardew actually takes the egos away from them a bit. I think he's started to, Nick. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. Couldn't agree with you um, any more. I think he's going to ask. I mean, I don't think it's going to take very long because I think he's going to bash him into shape a little bit. Um, I think that comes with being at our club, though. We don't have players with, with that huge, you know, the players that came here with an ego. You, you, know, you could see that. That uh, that punch you know he he seems to have chilled out a little bit more and changed his work ethic and yep. it, yeah. I think it's what happens at our club you come in realize that everyone you know you try for everyone else you don't try just try for yourself you try yeah. for everyone else and that's what I was alluding to you with it uh, on the show a couple of weeks ago about Pardew and the attitude of the Newcastle players and the attitude of the Palace players with Adam Pardew because the Palace players kind of look up to him there's a few things in the chat room about Zaha. Um, Lions 550 has said Zaha had the second highest stats. He ran 11 kilometers. Um, naked golf guy said he was probably tired because he played very good defense and was getting back. Booted Eagle. Wilf looks a different player under Pardew. Um, Mike Sheeb says he thinks Wilf needs to look up and pass a bit more, create more chances. He holds it on, holds on to it for one moment too long in some counter attacks. So, you know, and, uh, of course an Eagle, um, has said that um, where will Lee Chung Yong fit into this? I know it's a bit out of kilter with what we've been talking about, but you know, it's you know, yeah, it's, it's it's stuff we got we got to think about and, and looking forward to the future. Yeah, it's definitely a good point you make there, Nick. Um, I'm gonna wrap up the match, and I just want to talk about man of the match. Um, I've had so many different nominations from various people I know and from what I've seen. Um, we'd really welcome any of your man of the matches in the chat room if you're out there as well. Um, I'm going to start with Gel, and I want your your man of the match and and one sentence only on why you believe they should have been man of the match. Hangerland, solid. That was, that was one word as opposed yeah. to a sentence, but well, well done, Gel. I'll go. I'll go with that. Thanks, uh, teacher. <laughs> well, um, I'm going to have a very quickly. I really thought that Hangerland and Sonogo coming on changed the game together, but they weren't on long two enough. Two sentences. I know, but I'm not done yet. I'm not done. Yet. I haven't picked the player yet. There is it was a comma, not a full stop. <laughs> that was a that was a semicolon. Thank MacArthur you, plays great every match. I've got to give it to him. Yeah. Zaha was brilliant yesterday and was causing so many problems. But I'm going to give it to Spironi because I thought the saves he made at the end of the match were just crucial. So for my man match it has to be Spironi. That's interesting. Um, <laughs> I'll save my opinion for the second. But uh, Nick, what do you think? <laughs> my man of the match is Alan Pardew for his inspired substitutions at halftime. Although that, one of them was forced upon him, but um, I thought, yeah, he he was the one that changed changed the way we played. And for players out on the pitch, um, MacArthur everywhere. He just puts the shift in. He's going to be player of the year, MacArthur, in my opinion. He's just he's here. He's there. He's every bloody where, isn't he? <laughs> it's, it's, it's just to show he has got a surname to match. <laughs> It's a very good point you make there, Nick. I've actually had a friend of mine uh, mention to me that you know you wouldn't have seen this under Warnock making a change at half time, two subs really no. early in the match to change the game. Is great work from Pardew. Barney, man of the match. Ah, oh, well, I was actually have to. Admit, I was going to go with uh, Ledley because I just was going to say he just seems to be really consistent at, at nice. the moment. It just seems to be 
you know, just seems to be solid and not not sort of, you know, putting his hands up and waving about how brilliant he is, just seems to be putting in on his shifts. And I, I like that about players, and that's what we are. Um, but great points on Pardew and Sproni, and thinking about it, Sproni did very much have a great game. I think they're all very very valid um, valid nominations. Um, Pardew, interestingly, did mention that he thought that Hangalan was one of the best players on the pitch, which I thought yeah. was interesting because it does support gel. Um, I, I'm going to play devil's advocate with a couple of them. Um, I don't think Speroni, you know, I think Speroni did make some world-class saves, but I think if he claimed some more crosses, there wouldn't have been as many crosses in. And I think, you know, he, do, he does, he's, he seems to have developed a habit of parrying the ball out. And um, a couple of their chances did come from shots coming in and him parrying the ball out. Um, Zaha's also a good shout. MacArthur, I, I had down either Zaha or MacArthur myself, um, so I can definitely see that. Um well, have had, Nick, have we had any in the chat room people saying In the no, chat no. room, Naked Golf Guy 99 says Hangerland, Coulston Eagles, Baroni, Robert CPFC, Booted Eagle, Mike Sheep, Cool Eagle 89 says Baroni, uh, Davey M's uh, saying those three um, Huddersfield blokes he scored against Millwall get man of the match for him yesterday. Um, <laughs> what's, what's interesting though was, um, was Let's be fair, we, we were below par yesterday and we still won. And doesn't that make a change that we can be shit and still win? And, yeah, and good that's, that's the difference with staying up and, and being high up the league, isn't it? You can, you can play crap and win. And, and that, that says a difference about us to last season. But Nick, I don't think we played that bad yesterday. No, I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't well, it wasn't that bad, but we... We dug in, which is... Right, digging in and getting a, yeah. uh, on a way different than playing badly. I know what you're saying. I think we might have gotten very lucky yesterday, but we didn't play badly. I thought we played actually quite well. I think it's incredible. Nick's, I think, I think, yeah, don't, I think Nick is, what Nick's saying is just incredibly positive because you can't play amazingly every game. And I think, you know, we, you can't, you can play not so well. And, and that's that, like Nick's right. You've got to do that sometimes to get a win. So yeah, no. I, I couldn't agree any more with you there, Nick. I think they're all very okay. great points. Nick, I wish you'd said that towards the end of the show because it would have been a good way to end the show. But I've got a few couple of bits and pieces. We've gone for maybe another wait, five, ten minutes and that's Tony, it. Go Tony, on. who's your man match? You didn't name anybody. I said for what me it would be between Zaha and MacArthur. Probably Zaha yep. just because he's looking uh, back to his old self. Gotcha. Okay. I'm going to have, have a few forward reviews and then I'm, I'm going to bring up a slight discussion topic. We're going to finish the show with that. Um, some four-word reviews for you. We've got uh, John, um, John Shuttlewood says, Palace punish pathetic Pearson. I had to say that slowly because it was, uh, I knew I was going to twist my words otherwise. Uh, Darren DC Chandler says, Speroni world-class again. Kevin TUK says, smash and grab Palace. Tim Blaze says, three points, thanks, Jules. CPFC Smurf, Ledley goal, beard god. Like that one. Cole Mortimer says, if Carlsberg did weekends. Billy McLaren says, Palace win, Pearson sacked. And Juicy Lucy says, another amazing away day. And certainly it was. I'm going to um, can, can I, wrap up the match can I just there say one, with one that thing. one. Go on, Joe. Can I just say one thing, Tony? Joe Dork, um, free, said the Leicester forums are saying Sky have messed up. Um, and saying he's not been sacked. So, Joe, oh, wow. a bit of... Um, no. No, the well, Leicester forums... So maybe maybe there is someone's getting fired in the morning. There you go. Yeah, someone's definitely getting fired, whether it's someone from Sky or someone from Leicester. No, the page has been. I've just been onto Sky. The page has been brought down. It's it's going on there. It's going on there. 
it's going round, but then you click on it and it's come down. So whether they've had an IT muck up or whether they've had to actually take it down. Interesting. Mm, Andrew, have you got anything on that? No, not on that. I actually wanted to have a quick little uh, comment about one of the forward reviews, but I'll... Uh, one of the forward view- viewers is a kid, na- kid named Tim Blaze. He's actually one of our New York Eagles out here. Um, but I want to give a quick shout out to the New York Eagles. Sorry about that. Okay, I'll, I'll let you off this once for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring the, I'm gonna, I'm gonna for the last five minutes. I just want to bring up something that's been brought up by a lot of people I know, um, and I think it's been brought up today as well. And it's, it's this still speak about the takeover bid. Um, now, obviously, we haven't heard anything recently uh, it's all gone very 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 quiet um i've i've my personal view on on why it might have gone quiet um and a lot of people seem to agree is that you know it, it didn't make sense to announce anything during the transfer window because as soon as uh, other clubs find out that we've got a new owner with two billion pounds suddenly all the prices suddenly jack up um Joe, what 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 do you think? Have you heard anything? And uh, what are your thoughts going forward? Do we do we need these guys to take over on the run we're on, or or do you think you know is it going to help the club going forward? I can't talk about what I've heard. It's, uh, <laughs> it's all. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what I do think. I, I think that um, that that this American fellow, this uh, Josh Harris, has been sold a percentage of the club. Um, Parrish is staying where he is, running day to day. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if he's if he's been sold a a, a percentage for, for for x amount of cash, which is why we've been able to to free up, uh, you know, and go and buy go and buy some sensible players and and not panic buys um, and spend, you know, don't don't look like we've overly spent uh, on players. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm sure there's there's so much going on with we, you know with the stadium and and with everything else. I, th- I, th- I think we're getting a more a more settled uh, uh, outlook at Palace. So it, that 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 would be my that would be my thing. Since since uh, Steve Parrish was on uh, uh, Five Live a couple of weeks ago, saying that you know no matter what happens, and that was the thing I thought was quite clever. He said no matter what happens, he'll still be in charge. Um, so that that's what makes me think that that, that, he, that you know this guy's been sold a percentage and uh, and he'll stay as a as a you know in in the background like Martin Long and, and the rest of the guys. Yeah, it's a, a, a very good point you bring up. I did notice one thing over at, at Leicester. I've got to say, and it's, it, it damns me to say it, but I thought their stadium was quite nice. Um, it wasn't just a, it, it was a bowl in one sense, but because it only had one tier. Um, it did hold the noise reasonably well. It was quite nice. It was tidy. It was um, it was a modern stadium, but a good twist. Nick, is that the sort of stadium we should look at if we're if we're going to have big money? Uh, yeah, I, I think we should model our new stadium on the old Filbert Street with those. with you know those shops along the edge of Filbert Street? If I remember rightly, going back to I went there years and years ago when we drew four all with them. That was some game. Um, no, I I don't like these bowl stadiums. I I like the separate stands. I really do. Um, but that's just me being old. It's interesting sure to that... say that Jules actually, in his um, on his on his night at the Fairfield Hall, said the same thing. He prefers the uh, four separate stands. Uh, Patrick, what 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 are your thoughts? Do we do we do we need the American money being being over that side? Um, well, like Jill, I know something that I can't necessarily say about the takeover. So I would just say that I believe it will happen, and it will happen quite soon. It's interesting that you and Joel both say that there's things you can't say because in that you do say something. But Arnie, well, again, you want to be, say be, be over here. 
just being over here, you kind of hear stuff that goes on. But unfortunately, like I said, it's not it's not a thing I can actually you know source. But I just believe that I've heard a lot of things over here in the papers and stuff that kind of lead to the fact that it's going to happen. But again, as Joel said, because of the prices in the transfer market, didn't want to come out then. But I hear it's going to be happening sometime, you know, late February possibly. So hopefully, I won't be proved to be a um, incorrect. We'll see what happens. Barney, is there anything that you heard that you can't tell us and any thoughts that you've had on a take-up No, I, I clearly don't hang around in the right circles. But, uh, you know, ob- obviously not. No, I mean, look, it, it's always going to be inevitable when, you know, when a club's doing well, they're going to be the hot topic. When, you know, I would think back to, you know, what, four or five years ago now when it was all going terribly wrong, no one wanted to know us. You know, my only, my only issue with takeovers is it's quite interesting um, – Sort of personally, I'm working at the moment uh, with with Portsmouth Football Club, and and will you know, and the the what they've been through really sort of makes me very very suspect of when money comes into a club because I I've I've seen and chatted to the first uh, first hand um, to the guys it really affected, and I was chatting to their chief executive yesterday, um, and he said you know a lot a lot of people realise that you know seventy eighty percent of clubs are you know an owner away from going out of business and I would hope that you know what I would prefer as a club steady growth where we don't depend on a person but we 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 depend on our community and um, our fans around it and I just think anything that comes with it I think as fans it, we have to question and that's that's all I, that's all I'm going to sort of uh, my my 10 pence worth is on the subject anything that comes up we we question because this is a club that we want to to be around and not to say that it is it's a bad thing but there's there's been so many sort of you know dreams sold to lots of different clubs and it's gone terribly wrong so i think whenever foreign money comes in we always have to think what's the reasons for it we've yeah, um, a good point it's a good point you make uh Barney. sorry Neil, i was going to say it's a good point uh patrick i've got to say you're a little speech earlier reminded me of something Cheney is it like there's things we know that we don't know and things we don't know that we do know and <laughs> that, that, that speech again well um, Michaela CPFC has got in touch with that whole radio on Twitter and it says hashtag hashtag Joe knows but can't share um, just one, <laughs> one thing about the <laughs> That's I like brilliant. Michaela I Patrick like knows more than me yeah, um, just just on the owners. We're, we're t- sorry, we're talking about owners, uh, and it was a real breath of fresh air. What with all the debacle about the um, the hundred pound increase in the season tickets and the Stevenson Lounge vouchers, that after listening to the fans, that our, our owners have actually turned around and said, "Okay, you don't like it, we won't do it." How many owners can you turn around yeah, with saying absolutely. that? Absolutely, and how many I, times I, 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 do we season say tickets for free next year? Then can we start that one up? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And I want airfare flying over there for the matches too, please. If they can, right? Uh, if only I tell you what. Okay, I think that's a great point to wrap it up, guys. Um, <laughs> some interesting points certainly made about things we know and things we don't know and things we can't tell you about. Um, <laughs> I'd like to thank all of you out there for listening. Um, this has been my first show hosting. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I want to thank my fellow presenters. Um, thank our producer as well. And, uh, yeah, I'd like to say goodbye, and uh, that's, it. that's it for now. We'll hopefully hear from you next week, uh, same time, 8 o'clock on Sundays. And, uh, well, next... still at the same time, not quite well, fast, yeah. eh? <laughs> <laughs> Good point. <laughs> we, ho- we hope it will be 8 o'clock next week. Uh, next match is Newcastle, and uh, following that, I believe we have Liverpool at home, which we know is always a fun fixture as well. Uh, that's it for me, and goodbye. 
TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.